the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of the staff, management, or ownership of this station. The following program is sponsored by Max Out Savings Advisors. The views expressed during the broadcast are solely for entertainment purposes and do not necessarily express the views of KNTH, its management, Max Out Savings Advisors, or its sponsors. Max Out Savings Advisors and members of the Max Out Savings team may or may not hold securities mentioned during the show. Plan for your prosperity. Prepare for your retirement. Safeguard your savings. And nurture your investments. This is the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka, a presentation of Max Out Savings Advisors. Now, here's your host from Max Out Savings Advisors, Ted Gioka. Welcome to the Max Out Savings Show. I'm Ted Gioka, and we're talking savings investments in your retirement here on the Max Out Savings Show. Our, our show is all about building up wealth, understanding the world today. Uh, our, our motto and our philosophy is to save aggressively and invest conservatively. That's the key to building up a successful long-term retirement. Save aggressively and invest it conservatively. And that's the important thing. And, and oftentimes people try to do the opposite. They try to... Uh, uh, to save conservatively and then aggressively manage the money, which works sometimes and then other times it doesn't. It, it, so the other way, it's, it's a little bit more of a sure thing. Save aggressively, invest conservatively. We've got a great show today. Uh, we're going to be talking uh, about a number of things out in the world today. I mean, it, this is the, it is the most fast-changing world events we've probably witnessed in our lifetime, and, and, and it's affecting your money, your retirement. We're, not, we're also going to be talking to uh, Alexander uh, Miller, who's running for uh, Harris County judge, very a very powerful position. A lot of people don't understand it. I think it's very important to the city and, and the county. Uh, so we'll be talking with her later in the show, and uh, we're going to be talking about you know where, where we're going in in the world today. Uh, we we continue to uh, to deal with with a, with a, uh, uh, very volatile stock markets, uh, with tremendous inflation, rising interest rates. Rising commodity prices, and, and, and these these are having just uh, a tremendous effect on on your retirement savings. In in and so, how do you deal with that? Uh, in the past, the strategy has been to just sit tight, uh, uh, you know, go in index funds and, and and not really worry about it at all. But but the, but the world is changing, and 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 what we're really seeing is is a. Uh, it's a world that that is that is, is is moving to a bifurcated monetary system. The dollar is you know over the longer term is is it, 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 you know it might not be the global re, uh, uh, currency for, for for many countries. Uh, you know we, we we've instituted the sanctions which we, which we think are are are, are just you know the, the biggest changes we've seen since since Nixon took uh, took the United States off the gold standard. And, and you know, we had the Bretton Woods, which which we attached currencies to gold, uh, in, uh, which we, after after World War II, and then ultimately that system broke down 
because uh, I think it was 1971, and and the the the, uh, the the Brits. I think it was the Brits. I've read two things: the Brits or the or the, the French. Have, uh, uh, one of them was they were both kind of demanding. One of them actually uh, went to the uh, went to the, uh, the U.S. government and said, "Look, we'd like to convert our dollars to gold." And uh, Nixon said, "Okay." Uh, the the Treasury said, "Well, let us think. Of, we'll we'll get back to you in a couple of days." And a couple of days later, uh, they, they they met and they decided to take us off the gold standard. And 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 and, and then we since then uh, the the big change of the last couple of weeks is is the war with the Ukraine and Russia. We've we've instituted we we, we don't pop but we we decided we're not going to fight wars on the battlefield. We're going to fight them economically. And so so we're you know we're going kind of a scorched earth policy on the economic front uh, to destroy Russia's economy. And we've frozen their their money at the at the uh, central bank, uh, $630 million or so, billion dollars. And, and so now the, the problem with that, which is, wasn't a bad idea, but now nobody is going to trust keeping their money at the Federal Reserve or in the United States because they too might get, you know, their country might get in trouble. And and so then what are they going to do? And, 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 and so, uh, you know, they're going to have to, to look at other other countries around the world. I think the Japanese said, look, we can't freeze the, the, the money because – it's a uh, there's no it's against the law here and and and, and so we've, we've always I mean it, it, there's been a real advantage I mean sometimes it's not at the time real clear but there's a bit real long term advantage to having the, the rule of law to sticking with it and, and, and doing things in a more controlled way versus confiscation of assets because once you start confiscating assets people start thinking well, who you know my, is my are my assets going to confiscate so, so so that so that's going out there so this could affect the dollar long term but the bigger thing is this inflation issue uh the you know we were talking to someone last night and kind of went over a couple things and it was and, and the comment was very, 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 very sophisticated person it was. Well, fortunately, the Federal Reserve is is, is going to be raising interest rates, and they're seeing that you know they seem pretty controlled on how they're doing things, and that's true. Interest rates have really gone up, and uh, and this this is affecting this is affecting um, asset prices. It's uh, high, as interest rates rise, PEs go down. Uh, it, but but what we're looking at is, and, and that's true. And, and if you look at the ten year, the ten year has gone from. Uh, from about 1.5% up to 2.7, 2.8% this year so far. It's a pretty big jump. Uh, and and uh, as we talked about, probably in the last six, eight months, the, the two years gone from about, uh, I, I want to say it was about a half a percent up to up to 2.44%. Uh, I mean, these are big moves in interest rates in here. And, 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 and so, but but the other thing that people aren't watching that, 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 that because they're so used to watching the interest rates and, and so over the last 20 20 30 years it, it's been the economy goes up it gets real well the fed starts raising interest rates oh no uh then eventually you have some type of problem and uh and then you get a recession and then we go back and forth and then as soon as we get the recession the federal reserve floods the, co the country with the money uh and they pay enormous attention to the stock market it and to really understand that the first time they did this was 1999 it and, and ben bernanke i mean at the time they thought this was the great depression coming up again and ben bernanke was the greatest expert in the in the, in the great depression and, and so 
the Fed believe has always believed. Well, look, we were just too we we were too tight in the depression, uh, the Great Depression in the 1930s, and so we're going to make sure we err on the side of easy money. And so now Amity Schles, who wrote the, the if you want to read about the depression, you've got to read the Forgotten Man, a phenomenal book. Uh, wrote that no, it was probably Roosevelt's socialist policies that were were you know destroying the economy at the time, but. But it, back to the present. So, so what happened is, 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 is they flood this as well. Well, the economy in '99 actually didn't do that bad for the for, for the for the internet sector for the dot coms. It was kind of a debacle. But the economy never really slowed down that much. But that money came pouring into the system, and, 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 and so it further kited asset prices. And they, they, the same thing happened again. So, so the most important thing to watch is what is the Fed doing, and and and, and the minute you get in trouble, the economy, you know, the Fed is going to come in here and print money, and everything's going to be fine. Stock markets go back up, and that's why you buy. That's why you 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 buy index funds and the S and P five hundred, and you put them in your portfolio, and it's the cheapest possible way. Uh, it, but it, and, and everything works. Uh, it's easy. But here's the problem. As, as, as I, I, I we're talking about last night, did interest rates no problem? No, the world has changed. It's not interest rates anymore. It's commodities. It, that's a big deal. And this is the problem with commodities. When it comes to interest rates and money, the Fed can just the Fed can just print money, and nobody has printed more money than the, the United States Federal Reserve. So 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 what we're seeing is is instead it's commodities. It, 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 and 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 the, the key to this is the commodities. The Federal Reserve can't print commodities. Uh, commodities have to be they have to be pulled out of the mine, ground through mining. They have to be processed. They have to be grown. Uh, they've got to be put in a field and planted. Uh, the, 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 you know, you got to get enough water. The rain's got to happen. You have to have fertilizer. All of these things. Uh, you have to have the supply chain work. It, 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 in a perfect world of just-in-time supply chains and 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 and, and everything, it, it sort of works. But the Fed is in a box; they cannot print, they cannot print, uh, they cannot print more corn. They cannot print more wheat. I mean, some of the numbers are just gigantic. Uh, the percentage there, there was actually a number. Uh, one of the big uh, people out there that that's, uh, processors. They, they felt like 13% of the world's protein production in agriculture has been compromised or possibly lost by the war in the Ukraine with Russia. That's a, that's a massive thing, and, and that means people around the world are going to starve. I mean, the United States, we're not going to starve, but elsewhere where they really don't have anything in Africa and maybe parts of South America, it, 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 it's a catastrophic event. And, and, and so – so, so, so this is this is a problem. So, so it's not interest rates anymore; it, it's commodities, and, and this makes this makes the world a much more difficult place to, to 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 deal. It makes our problems much more difficult because we just can't solve our problems by throwing money at the at the problem. I mean, if the Fed decides to print another trillion dollars and pass it out of the United States, it's not going to bring any more commodities. I mean, it, yeah, it, we, the price of commodities will go even higher. They'll come here. But 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 it, it's going to have long term consequences, and, and and so this is this is really what we're dealing with. I mean, this is why we have uh, you know looking at West Texas crude, uh, that would it, right. It's about ninety nine dollars a barrel right now, uh, which is you're like Ted. Hey, that's not bad. It went up to one hundred and one hundred and thirty, 
it has come back down. Interestingly, it, something fascinating is it's really only up about eight dollars since the whole war started. I mean, the number number depending on which thing is number two or three largest producer of oil and gas in the world, depending on which one you're looking at, is 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 currently. You know they're severely limiting what's coming out of the country, and for only oil, oil and gas prices to go up, uh, you know, eight bucks, you know, ten percent is a pretty, pretty good deal. Uh, it, we were really look. One thing you need to understand: oil prices were going to be ninety nine dollars probably in a couple months if there had been no war in the Ukraine. There, there's a shortage of oil and gas out there. Uh, one of the great uh, the, the shortage of oil and gas and the high prices we're paying for oil and gas is is is, is witness to the greatest uh, disaster in economic in central planning the United States has ever faced. I'm going to repeat that: the, the, the oil and gas shortage we're facing now is, is a result of the greatest central planning disaster the United States has ever faced. This is the result of the environmentalists and, 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 and the Democrats, and, and particularly Larry Fink at BlackRock, working to defund the oil and gas sector over the last three years, two or three years. Now, all the oil companies said, look, we're not going to produce any oil. We're cutting back exploration, and here we are in a, in a disaster. This is why the Soviet Union failed. This is why, ultimately, China had to go move to a more capitalist system, because central planning fails. And if you don't understand that, you, you don't un, you understand anything. This is what happens when you, instead of relying on a free market system, to produce products, you know, to build electric cars, to do different things. You, you, you engage in central planning where all the, com- the companies agree to do something to try to – that's why. I mean uh, if, if, if there's nothing else you want to understand about central planning and communism, why it fails, look at, look at the disaster that uh, defund the uh, oil and gas sector that Larry Fink and BlackRock put in place. Understand where that came from. So – so it's a different world. So you've got to understand commodities, uh, inflation, and, and those type of things. And this this is why here today the the tech sector is down substantially, uh, but the but the oil and gas sector, the mining sector, the farming sector is up big. So that, that, because the world is changing and, and it, it's still changing, so you have to be in the right things. You just can't index. So it's interesting. We're going to talk some more about that. And some more fascinating things here uh, right after this quick break right here on the Max Out Savings Show. The Max Out Saving Show with Ted Gioka is taking your calls now at 713-339-1070. Ted Gioka will return after these messages. Hi, I'm Sam Malone. You know me as the host of The Morning Show right here on AM 1070, The Answer but I'm also the owner of Houston's cutting-edge media company called 512 New Media. At 512 New Media, we create amazing videos that companies use on their websites, telling their story in bold colors with exciting animation and graphics. At 512 New Media, we also shoot television commercials and instructional videos. And if you want to show off your business from the air, 
we're ready to go with our drone video aircraft. Let us help you create your media message. We're online at 512newmedia.com or call 281-822-8803. 512New Media is Houston's only media creation and distribution company that's actually owned by someone who's currently on the air. And that gives us an incredible edge when creating content for consumers to use on their laptops, tablets, and smartphones. Standing by to create your message, we're 512New Media, 512newmedia.com. This is Ted Gioka, host of the Max Out Savings Show, one of Houston's most popular financial radio shows, celebrating over a decade on the air in Houston, Texas. With stocks at record high valuations and interest rates near record lows, you need to have your guard up. You need to have a plan to manage risk to your retirement. Do you? At Max Out Savings Advisors, we have a risk-based value investing approach to your retirement. If you would like some help managing your retirement, go to MaxOutSavings.com to set up an appointment. That's MaxOutSavings.com. In the 1970s, the big song was the Bee Gees Stayed Alive. Well, it was difficult back then to stay alive if you were a retiree. Inflation was running rampant, and since then, over the last 25 years, it's gone away. Well, inflation's coming back, and it's going to endanger your retirement. If you're a retiree, inflation is your biggest enemy. Hi, this is Ted Gioka of the Max Out Savings Show. If you need help with your retirement, I'd like to help you out. Go to MaxOutSavings.com. That's MaxOutSavings.com, and we'll show you how you manage through inflation. Don't let inflation destroy your retirement. On Radio.com, this is AM 1070, The Answer. Once again, here's your host for the Max Out Savings Show, Ted Gioka. Welcome back to the Max Out Savings Show. We're talking savings investment in your retirement. We're talking about the about the, the world, how the world has changed. And it's important for your retirement to understand the different things. I mean, it, the world is a much more dangerous place. We have Vladimir Putin has invaded the Ukraine, caused amounts, immense amounts of damage and, uh, and, 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 and death over there. It's been just a disaster. Uh, the Chinese are, are threatening in Taiwan now. Uh, we're having to deal with, with, with supply chain issues on a global basis. Oh, excellent. And, and so, 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 so it's a different place. It's a much tougher place. You've got to be on guard. You have to change up your investment strategy. But I tell you, we, we have Alexander uh, Mueller on the line. Uh, and, and, and Hello, Alex. How are you doing? Hey, great to be on. Thanks for having me. Alex, is, Alex Mueller is running... For, for Harris County uh, Judge, uh, and, and this is as we talked about on the show. What over a long time? What if you understand Houston and you understand the the the, the history of Houston, Texas? If we're we're one of the what the top fifth fifth largest city in the country, Alex. Yep, and uh, if you were to make us a state, which is pretty um, impactful, we would be about twenty fifth. And our budget, we spent more than the state of Oklahoma last year. Okay. So think about that. Of all the cities in the United States and the world, Houston is the one place that probably shouldn't be a city that size. But there is one here because we, you know, we, have, we have a port that's, what, 40 miles inland. It's because of very good leadership over the long term in Houston, Texas. I mean, this, I, I'm convinced this is the reason why we've done so phenomenally well. And so – the, could you explain what the county judge does, Alex? I think this is an incredibly important position that I, I'm convinced a lot of people really don't quite understand it because it's, it's sort of a, a – it, it, it doesn't really describe what you do. 
No, and, and the name is a bit of a, a misnomer. So I like to think of it, uh, you're really the county executive. So on our commissioner's court, you know, there's five positions. Uh, so you have your uh, precinct uh, commissioners. And then in our case, unfortunately, the Harris County judge has been that tie-breaking vote. But the unique responsibilities is, one, you lead emergency man uh, management. So that's actually appointed in Texas state statute. Uh, my background, I was Army bomb squad. Uh, so I've been the only candidate in this race that has ever responded. Uh, two emergencies before have that experience, experience coordinating, and you think about most people's uh, history or memory, Ed Emmett did that extremely well uh, with being that voice of calm during a crisis. And then the other core function is you really are managing this huge uh, bureaucracy and huge budget, both of which I think have grown uh, well outside of uh, their mandate. But that leadership yeah. experience is really where I think you, you can – uh, make a difference. And for my military, and I spent the last six years oil and gas investment banking, uh, was the fiscal mismanagement that really stood out to me where for so many years we ran surpluses. Uh, now we are deficit spending, and, and that's off the back of record growth uh, through backdoor tax increase by appraisals, which I'm sure uh, most of your listeners are feeling the pain there. Yeah, we're seeing those right now. Uh, Lena Hidalgo we're now is just – I mean she's done a remarkably bad job. I mean she, she, she sued to stop the expansion of I-45 because of environmental and I guess racial things. And if, if I remember right, didn't was – it, was it Dallas and Austin immediately raised their hand and said, we'll take the money? I mean what happened there? Yeah, so the lawsuit's on a temporary pause, but correct. So Lena Hidalgo, Harris County, your taxpayer dollars went to that lawsuit. And then Sheila Jackson actually filed a separate one based on race. Uh, right now, uh, there's one segment of the project that is uh, shovel-ready to reroute around downtown, uh, and that's the one where uh, leaders are trying to work to get, to get that fixed as, as soon as possible. Um, but that's been a pretty continuous theme with, you know, Lena Hidalgo suing our state. Uh, if you have issues, you know, that, that's not the appropriate way to remedy it. That's, you know, throwing a hand grenade in the room. Um, yeah, no, that, so that, that's why that project was supposed to start a year ago, and it is not yet. <laughs> uh, it's just mm -hmm. incredible. The, uh, you know, you, you brought up the point about expanding the the the. the spend. It's been my experience, and I've got some experience dealing with 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 the county and stuff. That they're pretty. I mean, they're not just reckless spenders. I mean, to run the county, they seem very efficient and do a good. But it seems to be when it comes to it's these ridiculous projects that that they that get somehow. You, know, you you got the workers there, you know, watching every penny, doing a good job, and then they, then they throw ten million or you know twenty million dollars in some ridiculous, uh, you know, uh, project of to make people feel good about you know critical race thinking. I'm just making something up. I mean, how do you control that type of stuff? Well, that's where the power of the purse is uh, so influential, right? Um, where you fund, that reflects your, your priorities, and, and where they have not funded are the areas that I care about. We haven't seen the investment in our infrastructure. You know, I'm always amazed when I see people driving a sedan around Harris County. It's like, well, that's a very bold move, and, and that's shameful, right, where, to be such an yeah. economic heart um, that you can't drive uh, without hitting these potholes, that our toll road dollars, you know, that were promised to go towards roads, that's pretty much the last place they've gone to. We've used it to backstop a host of other issues, uh, as well as recently funding the payroll increase for employees. And the reason they had to rely on the toll road is because of all these other programs, like sustainability, so fighting climate change at the county level. Um, yeah. But 
What we haven't done is funded our law enforcement and our criminal justice system. Yeah. That has to be the top priority. Uh, it is for exactly. me. Exactly. You know, I, I tell you, I was at dinner last night. I'm here in Los Angeles, and and they were talking, and and one of the people at the table goes, "I will not go to a restaurant in Beverly Hills because he lives there. It without it does not have valet." And uh, we were actually behind a gated thing, but and he said that the, the crime is so bad, I'm not going to take a risk. I, otherwise, I'd have to take a gun or something. And the other one chimed in and was going on in crime. And these are two pretty tough guys, okay? Uh, and you know, and uh, actually, they're race car drivers. And and uh, and, and it's it, 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 this is happening everywhere. But in Houston, we're not used to having crime problems, and we, it's always been a law and order city. Uh, in Houston, Texas. I mean, I think that goes back to the German influence from the from the late 1800s migrations that came over here. And, and so, uh, the, the crime. Is, could you go over it, it, the, the the crime part of, of the of, of your uh, budget? It's pretty huge. Could you explain that to our listeners? Well, I would just say, you know, the easy way to think about it. When I started looking at our budget priorities, really started benchmarking. Uh, what were we spending the last few years before Lena came in office and took control, and what does it look like now? And one of the big takeaways that you could see is under Ed Emmett's uh, last few years, not only were we running a surplus and having that dry powder available for emergencies, uh, but the criminal justice system was roughly a third of the budget. Uh, when you look at the general fund, now it's down to about 15%. And then of wow. that, it's a lot of things that we wouldn't consider to be traditional law enforcement, right? So the social workers, the fixing of lights and, and then, you know, kind of clearing lots, which is great. But what we haven't seen is actually authorizing additional boots on the ground. And what for me was such a confidence builder is the idea that these are very small percentages of our entire budget. So if you wanted to fix flood control, uh, we can't fund it internally. It's just you're just talking about too large of the billions that we have to get funds from the state and the federal. But in terms of law and order, when you're spending, it's really, um, we've only spent $1.1 billion each year for the last few years. When you start getting into the forward budget, they'll kick it up to about $1.3. Um, but it, those are small numbers when you're spending a total of $8 billion. Um, and so there's really no reason that we can't actually have a functional criminal justice system. Because right now there's a backlog of cases over 130,000. And for scale, it used to be That's about 130,000 Yep. Wow. Yep. So five years, if you commit rape or murder, is about the first time that you'll actually go have your day in court. Um, and I think it doesn't matter really what side but, you are on how, the aisle. How, how long, if someone commits a crime, how long is it till the till the crime comes in, or till, till they go to I'm trial? Just saying, I'm just saying that we've got cases that are three to five years out right now. Wow. And. And so, yeah, I, I think that's what I was trying to get at is it doesn't matter your political leaning. We'd all agree that there is a right to a speedy trial, uh, and it should be looking a lot more like 180 days, right? And so yes. why are we not running night court, right? Um, with a backlog like that, we should have those courts filled constantly. Uh, so that's well, where um, it's just bad operations, right? Yeah, it's just three years. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Alex, Sorry. I mean, look, I, I've, I've – yeah, I know something about uh, the you know the Harris County uh, system. It, it it and I've listened over the years that, to people that that ran parts of it and stuff. It, 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 they always prided themselves on it being a pretty efficient, well-run system. 
I mean, how, I mean, I cannot believe that 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 uh, Lena Hidalgo is. They have allowed it. I mean, people don't understand. They have allowed this thing to just completely fall apart. No, and it isn't every level. Um, and I just say, as a kind of a barometer check, last week, you know, we had our, you know, Soros-funded DA groveling for six million dollars. You know, pleading with her fellow Democrats uh, to fund some basic positions because, you know, they're at the point of collapse in the DA's office. You know, the average prosecutor has a caseload of over 1,000. Now, you contrast that with the public defender's office, whose budget keeps getting increased year after year. Um, they're managing about 50. And it's like, well, you know, it's not surprising to see why we're getting such a uh, drastic difference in results. Because uh, I haven't been very keen on a lot of things happening out of the DA's office. But if you don't fund it, you know, this is exactly the kind of chaos that you'd expect. Um, no, no, it's yeah. I, I'm very, very familiar with the DA's office, and and this is just appalling to me that that we've allowed this to go on. And and, and uh, you know, I, I'm so pleased that that you're running because I, I really think it's it's important that 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 we uh, that, that Alex uh, that you get in there and, and you win this election. Uh, what are some other big issues that you're going to be taking a look at? Uh, sure. So, so obviously, crime and funding that is number one. Uh, Flood control, actually spending my time to make sure that we are getting our federal funds as well as state. So Lena Hidalgo has a task force uh, on flood control. They've met seven times in the last two years. So to me, that's not making it a priority. Uh, where, and she's never at those meetings, right? So every week, I actually want to be meeting with this task force and understand where is the forward progress, coordinate with our congressional reps, with our state reps, and give them those legislative asks so that they're working a hard here for Harris County, because we are the petrochemical hub of our country. I think everyone at the gas price is understanding how critical that is. Uh, it's time we actually get our share um, of funding, because uh, that's where we still haven't received our promise. We're short about a billion dollars uh, that was supposed to come. And right now, we've just passed the first step of approvals uh, for $750 million to get released. So making sure that lands here home uh, will, will be incredibly uh, high on my list as far as I spend time going to try a novel concept and follow state election law. So 10,000 lost ballots. Um, it's been an utter uh, chaos the way our elections have been run, and we've had a 300% increase in the cost. So we need to get people into our elections office that have actually run elections before, would immediately support removing that position of the unelected elections administrator. And then finally, a big point of differentiation in this race is never again will we have any vaccine or mask mandates. I am completely against uh, government picking winners and losers. Yeah, no, I, I agree completely. I mean, it, this is just shocking that that that, that, that this this crime level in, in the level of incompetence that that has suddenly fallen upon us. And, it, it, and, I, and I've really said a couple of times in the interview. I mean, I, I, we have had such good leadership over the last hundred and something years in Houston. I mean, people don't really understand. I mean, the, the, the level of leadership that, that we to ensure. I mean, we, we really we didn't really have. We had a very efficient system. We had a very efficient city and county. We had very little corruption, by the way. I mean, unlike most cities, mm -hmm. uh, it was it, everything worked. Houston worked. I mean, that was one of the real, real you know, hallmarks of this city. And and then to see to see this just completely collapse. And and, and Alex, I mean. I think with your experience, and you've got quite a bit, 
uh, I, I, I think you're kind of what we what what we need is. Could you kind of explain what what's the election? I guess we've we've got a runoff coming right now, and and so uh, when when is that, and when can people vote? Sure, runoff coming May twenty fourth. Um, extraordinary low turnout typically, so every vote matters quite a bit. Uh, this is you know where your chance is to choose the path. Um, I'm very proud of the fact that this is my first race. I'm a political outsider. Um, I don't think the establishment's been getting the job done, and you know that's why I've been just running uh, very hard and very succinctly. Um, you know, these are my stances, not kind of mush mouthing about it, and um, you know, trying to you know bring people along here that we can do better. I'm very proud of the fact uh, there's over 10 law enforcement groups uh, that have now endorsed me, so can very confidently say I'm the overwhelming choice of law enforcement. Um, and that's been the biggest, you know, kind of confidence boost is their trust that I can restore law and order. And proud to have people that have actually done the job, like John Lindsay, uh, former Commissioner Steve Raddick, uh, have their confidence and their endorsement as well. Mattress, you got Mattress Mack, too, didn't you? And very proud of Mattress Mack. I mean, uh, his record is what he's done for the community speaks for itself, right? There's very few people that have done more. Uh, for our community than he has. So trying to build a broad coalition and, you know, very committed to making meaningful change. Um, I like the fact that I'm unencumbered, um, that really just ran a grassroots kind of boots on the ground campaign and uh, I'm a hands-on person and that's what you need to be in, the, in this uh, county government. Mm. Yeah, I guess you call it Alex's army. Is that right? Yes. <laughs> and we're always looking for more people to sign up. So. Okay. So, so where can they sign up? Sure. If you uh, pull up uh, AlexandraMueller.com. Uh, you can see a lot more detail on my website in terms of issues. We have a calendar of events we're at. I'm actually up in uh, Humble right now at the Oil Days uh, Festival. Uh, so we're always looking to help get the word out. Okay. Now, Mueller is spelled uh, M-E-A-L-E-R. Uh, correct. Just- Yes, yeah, so they want to look it up. They got to know. So, okay. Well, well this is excellent. You've really done a phenomenally good job. I mean, you, you really believe you, you came out the leader in the votes uh, in, in, in the in, in the now you got the runoff, but uh, you, you really uh, you have done m- much better than expectations. People have been very impressed with you, Alex. And so, I, I just wanted to get you on the show because this is such a critically important position. I guess the budget is, what? what is it, the budget, your budget's all the size of what the, the governor of Oklahoma, isn't it? Is that right? Yeah, um, yeah we, we outspent the state of Oklahoma last year. That, that was part of the confidence was just starting to look at, you know, when I saw the deterioration of basic services, I assumed that the county was hurting on revenue. Uh, and it was once I started following the money uh, that I couldn't look away, uh, ended up jumping in the race because when you see what's happened to our criminal justice system, on how well-resourced we are, because every taxpayer here has done their job, you realize that this is intentional. And once you see that it's intentional, it's hard to turn a blind eye to it anymore. That's just my nature. I've never turned a blind eye before to something, um, to how I ended up in the military and in the bomb squad, and what's more important than trying to protect our home, because this is one of the last great places you'd want to live in the U.S., unfortunately. There's very few functional cities, uh, but this is a meritocracy. We're the oil and gas capital. We need to be known for that and not for being murder capital. Exactly. Well, I appreciate it, Alex. Alexander uh, Mueller, thank you very much uh, running for county judge, and uh, thanks for coming on the Max Out Savings Show today. Yep. I appreciate it. Have a great day. Bye. We'll be back right after this quick break right here on the Max Out Savings Show. 
If you've got savings and investment questions, Ted Gioka has answers. Call the Max Out Savings Show now at 713-339-1070. We'll be right back. Hi, I'm Sam Malone. You know me as the host of the morning show right here on AM 1070, The Answer. But I'm also the owner of Houston's cutting-edge media company called 512 New Media. At 512 New Media, we create amazing videos that companies use on their websites, telling their story in bold colors with exciting animation and graphics. At 512 New Media, we also shoot television commercials and instructional videos. And if you want to show off your business from the air, we're ready to go with our drone video aircraft. Let us help you create your media message. We're online at 512newmedia.com or call 281-822-8803. 512 New Media is Houston's only media creation and distribution company that's actually owned by someone who's currently on the air. And that gives us an incredible edge when creating content for consumers to use on their laptops, tablets, and smartphones. Standing by to create your message, we're 512newmedia, 512newmedia.com. This is Ted Gioka, host of the Max Out Savings Show, one of Houston's most popular financial radio shows, celebrating over a decade on the air in Houston, Texas. With stocks at record high valuations and interest rates near record lows, you need to have your guard up. You need to have a plan to manage risk to your retirement. Do you? At Max Out Savings Advisors, we have a risk-based value investing approach to your retirement. If you would like some help managing your retirement, go to MaxOutSavings.com to set up an appointment. That's MaxOutSavings.com. In the 1970s, the big song was the Bee Gees Stayed Alive. Well, it was difficult back then to stay alive if you were a retiree. Inflation was running rampant, and since then, over the last 25 years, it's gone away. Well, inflation's coming back, and it's going to endanger your retirement. If you're a retiree, inflation is your biggest enemy. Hi, this is Ted Gioka of the Max Out Savings Show. If you need help with your retirement, I'd like to help you out. Go to MaxOutSavings.com. That's MaxOutSavings.com, and we'll show you how you manage through inflation. Don't let inflation destroy your retirement. On Radio.com, this is AM 1070, The Answer. The Max Out Saving Show returns now with your host, Ted Gioka. Welcome back to the Max Out Saving Show. If you've got any questions or comments, you can give us a call at 713-339-1070. That's 713-339-1070. We'll be happy to answer your questions. Uh, we're talking more about the uh, 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 about the the. Well, we just had Alexander Mueller on, and uh, she's running for county judge. Uh, and really, she has done – she has really come out of – I won't say out of nowhere, but she's she has really come on. I mean people are really uh, – they're excited because we're, we're looking at, at getting a good quality uh, uh, county judge in there. I mean it's just – they run a huge operation. They're responsible for a huge amount of the crime fighting in, in – and uh, Lena Hidalgo is, is wrecking the city, and, and, and so I, you know, I was talking to someone on the uh, there was a, a, a Republican uh, dinner the other night, and uh, you know the kind of the uh, uh, you know a banquet, and they had a huge number of people. They're kind of surprised how, how many people attended the dinner. I mean, it's just there, there's an enormous amount of interest. People are really sick and tired of this 
this the the, the out of control crime that you know the, the reckless spending of money and it, it, it's kind of globally that we're not used to big crime problems in Houston. The city of Houston has always been very well run, so I, I'm really excited that Alex is running for county judge. Oh. Uh, Talk, talking again, we were talking earlier about the the, the issue with with the, the commodities. It, 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 and I talked about that meeting last night, where you know it's like, well, you know, what do you think is going on? You know, the Fed seems to have it under control. They're raising rates, and they've given us a good direction. It's not about interest rates. This is it's it, it was about interest rates in '99. It was about interest rates in '08, in '09. You know, with the, with the financial crisis, it was it was about interest rates. You know, it was about interest rates quite a bit in in uh, in twenty twenty when the pandemic came. They cut interest rates down to down to close to zero. And and just to give you an idea, at the time the uh, the, the ten year the ten year went uh, it went from about one point. What was it? One point daily. Here, bear with me just a second. They went from about uh, what was that to January 1.8 down to it got as you know really it got really low but really it got to a half a percent, yeah, and which is just incredible. So you know it's it, it, and so the economy it doesn't it's not helping. You know they're raising rates now, but if they cut rates, it's not going to help anything because they need the commodities, they need the supply chain, they need the oil and gas. They they need the wheat. Uh, they they need the, the the corn. They need the fertilizer. Uh, you know, forty percent of the of the fertilizers uh, come out of uh, uh, of the phosphate. I think it's the phosphate fertilizers comes out of uh, Ukraine, Belarus, and Russia. I mean, forty percent. I mean, it, 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 fertilizer. If, if most of these, that, you know, there's two ways to farm. I mean, there, there's there's kind of a non-fertilizer wave, kind of the organic type of it's a, you know a biodynamic farming. Most most people they use where they till where they till the land. Now they've got to fertilize every couple every year. Uh, you know, you know, I, the people next to us. You know, they, we got a farm. They got a farm, big huge field next to us. The, you know, they, they're putting fertilizer on every year. Uh, they they have to. I mean, it, it's good good river bottom land. I mean, it's you know, the same thing up in the in, the, in Iowa, the, in the Corn Belt. I mean, that's some of the best farm land in the world. If you can't get the fertilizer, uh, Russia's number one nitrogen exporter in the world. So we have all these commodities. So, so they can't. Get, so, so we're short on the grains, as we talked about. Thirteen percent of the world's grain is in uh, protein is in trouble because of this. Uh, the, the, well, the other people will, will, will do more. We'll fertilize more. Well, you can't because the price of fertilizer is skyrocketing if you can get it. So all of these things are kind of compounding the issues. Uh, it's the same with oil. Now, you know, uh, President Biden is is is, is, is going to pump an additional million barrels a day out of the oil out of, out of the strategic. Strategic Petroleum Reserve. Well, number one, they've actually not ever done that much oil, and, and some of that oil is not real. You know, it's not. It's maybe a high sulfur, or it might be a, a different type of oil. But but the other problem is he's he's depleting our our, our strategic petroleum reserve. And and what if we get in a war with? What if this thing expands into a world war? What if this? What if China? jumps in. What if China invades Taiwan? What are we going to do when we've depleted our oil reserves? Uh, you know, so 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 Joe Biden can keep oil prices down, so he can get you know for the re-election. 
which coincidentally it's going up right to the re-election, the congressional election. I mean, again, it's reckless decisions being made in Washington that, look, I mean, I think we should probably take a little more oil out of the reserves, but that much, and you're going to deplete the oil that much. You know, if we have talked about in the show, the biggest, the biggest, you know who has the most commodities? It's China. I don't have the numbers right for it. China has the, the, the biggest commodity stockpiles of percentage in the world of, of grains, of copper, of oil. They, they, have, they have the biggest stockpiles. They're, they're, they're watching out for their people. They're watching out for the Chinese people. In the United States, we don't have stockpiles, and here we are. We, have, we, 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 we built up the, the stockpile of oil. And, and, and if you remember in 2020 when oil went down to $10 a barrel, Congress, they wanted to so – why don't we fund up more oil, put some oil in the, in the strategic petroleum reserves to help – and the Democrats said, oh, no, no, we're not going to do that. Oil's going away. And so here we are. Again, these reckless decisions. Uh, and, and so what's going to happen is, is they've frozen the Chinese the, – the Russians' corn seeders. Hey, look, I don't like Russia. But but what I do like is the American people. What I do love is the United States of America. I, I love the, the America and the, its people. So I want to do what's in the best interest of the American people. It, and, 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 and one of the best interests of the United States of America is, is having the dollar as the as the uh, as the currency reserve to the world. That lets us gives us huge amounts of power on the world. Well, if we froze that. Then other countries are going to go – they're going to use Chinese yuan, Japanese yen, euros, but it, it's even worse than that. They're going to start going, uh-oh, we need a commodity stockpile too. So they're going to start buying – stockpiling oil and gas. They're going to start stockpiling grains in, uh, in uh, uh, different wheat. Hey, you can keep the, a lot of those things for a number of years. They're going to start stockpiling copper uh, in, 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 in palladium, platinum. Uh, titanium, you know, where we're we going to get all the, the the titanium for our jets and the aluminum. I mean, those are all a lot of those come out of Russia. So, so, so again, so, so the world is changing. So we're seeing this shift over where the dollar was the king and everybody wanted dollars. Now they want commodity. And, and keep in mind, the dollar was king. Everyone wanted dollars. The Fed could just print dollars, and anytime there was a problem. That they, they would print the dollars and would come back in, and, and things would get better. They can't print commodity prices. You know, the egg, egg prices since February 8th, because of the bird flu, I mean, it's not one thing, it's another. Egg prices are up 52%. Well, eggs are basic foodstuffs for most people. You know, it, it's, it's uh, you know, my kids, you know, sometimes I remember when they were getting out, they would have, you know, you open the refrigerator, all they had in there were eggs. I mean, there's a lot of families that feed their kids eggs. Well, if they're not making much money. That's a pretty big dent. You know, if if you're if you're sitting there driving around in in, in your uh, you know your fancy car and in, in, in you know, and you're in Washington D.C. as part of the elite class, you know, you're making four or five hundred thousand dollars a year. Well, you know, who, what do you care what the price of eggs is? But what do you care what the price of of, of gas is? But for for working people, it, it's a problem. It it it, it and, and and so. So, th- so this is where so, – so you want to start moving your investments over toward the commodity area pe- that can profit from commodities. The interest rates are going up. That means that the P.E. ratios are, 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 are going to go down. I mean we, 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 the last not, – not this week, but last week, interest rates across the yield curve, which is just you know, the one-year – the two-year, the, 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 the five, the seven, the ten, the 20-year bond. 
they went up on an average of about 16%. That's a big jump for a week. So, so the cost of money is going up. And, 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 and again, all of this is adding up to a different world that, than we have in the past. So, so with the rates going up, you want to be in short-term bonds. Yeah, you don't want to be in long-term bonds because the rates are going up, which means if, if interest rates go up, keep in mind the value of your bond goes down. And, and, and so this is why we've seen so many bonds and bond funds sell off. If for people in longer-term bonds, it, it's really been a problem. So, so again, you have to understand we're going back to the 70s where they had shortages. We remember the gas lines back then. Well, here we are again today. You know, maybe gas lines, maybe food lines. Uh, and so in the 70s, the stock market didn't do real well. It basically went to 1,000 in 68, I think it was, and then it you know, went, bounced around. And it kept falling under 1,000. Under, under it would go to 1,050 and then, boom, fall apart again. It, but there was a lot of money to be made in there if you were in the right things. And this is what I want to try to communicate is it, it's, a, it's a different world. Uh, we're, you know, we're starting to look some at, at overseas because the valuations are so cheap compared to the American companies. But you know, we're still in the midst of this war with Russia. I mean, it, 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 and the thing you must understand is, look, we're at full-scale economic warfare with Russia. I mean, it, 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 it is. It doesn't get any worse than this on, the, on an economic warfare basis. It, it, well, it can get a little bit, but not much. Now we're not in a kinetic war. We're not firing missiles and and bullets at them. But but you know, there's different types of wars. There's 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 a an economic war. There's cyber war. There's space warfare. And of course, there's kinetic warfare where you use soldiers and guns and bullets and planes and tanks. But so so the question is, does this drift over into a kinetic war? That's the real danger. I mean, we're building up. Uh, our our, our, uh, our our troops in Romania and Poland and places like that. And I, I noticed uh, that, that Russia cut off one of the natural gas pipelines. And so it, as much as we're complaining in the United States, gas prices in some cases are $300 in MCF in comparison, you know, relation to what they are here in the United States. You know, we're, uh, you know, five, six dollars. I mean, it's just enormous cost. And these people have to heat their home and, and factories. So it, it, it's it's a real hit. On the Europeans, but, but so this is all going to have very long-term consequences uh, from what we're seeing, and, and this is what we want to continue to kind of watch. What's that? I'm sorry. Okay, thank you. Uh, so, so what we're we're looking at is is, is these things. So. So this week we've had oil prices come down some, which I still think they're not going to come down a lot because one thing you have to understand is we've had that short as we talked about the the defunding of oil and gas, you know, which is really was really a, 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 an attempt by the United States to engage in central planning to convert everybody to electric cars backfired spectacularly, and and and, and now we have a shortage of oil. Uh, it's oil was going to be in here anyway. Right now it's ninety nine dollars. I think it's going to stay up here for quite a while. Uh, diesel fuel costs had jumped up even more than gas because uh, uh, Europe gets about forty percent of their diesel fuel from Russia. And again, if they get cut off, they have to they have to sit there. I mean, this is what happens when, when you don't plan. This is what you don't happens when you don't have a good defense. The, the Europeans 
the, you know, Trump begged them to, to, to spend 2% of their GDP on defenses they agreed to. They all laughed at him. I mean, Trump – and now the, the, the Germans just decided, committed to spending 2.5%. And that was – I think the, the economy – you know, the Green Party is the main party over there. That's how frightened these people – because they, they have screwed up. They haven't planned. They over-relied on Russia. It, you know, they were so busy, they shut down nuclear power plants that were giving them virtually, you know, cheap electricity with, with no – no carbon emissions at all. They were so nutty over there, and now they have massive shortages of energy. That's slowing the economy down there. So there's what we're seeing now is is the two year is it, right now is it? Two, oh, actually, we'll cover that next week. We're running low on time. But uh, anyway, understand this is we're very turbulent times. Are we going to see? And I want to talk about that in the next Out Saving Show in the future. Go to our website, maxoutsavings.com. Sign up for the free report, and we'll see you next week right here on the Max Out Savings Show. This is Ted Gioka, host of the Max Out Savings Show, one of Houston's most popular financial radio shows, celebrating over a decade on the air in Houston, Texas. With stocks at record high valuations and interest rates near record lows. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.